0: This week's show features an interview with Bill Bodell, a commentary on the interview, a look back on 20 episodes of the podcast, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Bill Bodell, the technical director at the Frolenthal Center for the Performing Arts. I'm here with Bill Bodell, the technical director at the Frolenthal Center for Performing Arts. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Well, thank you for having me here, Jason. Why don't you share with us a little bit of the history
1: of the Fraunthal Theater? Well, the Fraunthal was built in 1930, originally opened as the Michigan Theater. It was the first all-talkie movie house in the state of Michigan.
0: And over the years, what is, uh, what is the Fraunthal Center for the Performing Arts evolved to, to what it is today?
1: Well, it's gone from a movie house to a full performing arts center. Uh, We're the home of the West Shore Symphony Orchestra, the home of Muskegon Civic Theater, uh, the home of Muskegon Community Concerts, as well as doing a lot of Broadway shows and outside activities like that.
0: I think one of the really interesting things about the Fraunthal is that the Wrecking Ball was sitting right outside the theater not too long ago. Maybe you can... uh We
1: came within two weeks of the Wrecking Ball uh, when the Decision was made to redo to the downtown and to add the mall that used to be there um, one of the they tore down the Occidental hotel, and when they finished moving or tearing down the Occidental Hotel, they then uh, moved the wrecking ball across the street and started to set it up to tear down the uh, Fronthal theater because we needed more parking for the mall across the street. Uh, how long ago was that about? That was in the early 70s. So what saved the Froenthal? A. Harold Froenthal. Um, a. Harold was a local manufacturer. Uh, the own, he owned Cadons here in town, and he decided to make a grant to the Community Foundation that he asked that the Community Foundation use for the betterment of Muskegon County. The Community Foundation then made the decision to save the Froenthal from the wrecking ball.
0: And since that time, it's undergone significant improvements and investment in making it what it is today, correct?
1: Yes, it has. Um, We have taken it from an old dilapidated building to basically a state-of-the-art theater uh, through a county-wide millage that we passed in the early 80s. no, excuse me, in the early 90s. Um, and then in 1997, we closed down, spent about $8.5 million, and reopened in June of 98 uh, with a completely restored auditorium and a state-of-the-art uh,
0: stage house. Uh, maybe this is one of the first things we should have mentioned, but just for people who might be outside of Muskegon or somehow might not be familiar with where the Fraunthal is, maybe you can uh, let us know the location of it.
1: We're in downtown Muskegon, located on the corner of 3rd and Western
0: Avenue. Now, the theater, or the Fraunthal Center for the Performing Arts, I should say, it's more than just the theater. What other kind of amenities and facilities do you have there? Well, we are also the home of, we we have the uh,
1: Beardsley Theater, which is a 168-seat theater. Uh, We have the Betty Clark Cannon Gallery, which is an art gallery located on our second floor of the Hill Building, which um, was originally a separate building, but in the 80s, they opened it up and made it one large complex. Um, We have two large rehearsal halls on the third floor of the Hill Building. Uh, We have the Johnson Hall and the Monroe Bergman Hall, which we use for wedding receptions, dinners uh, afterglow kind of parties it's also the home of the alley door club who was the architect of the franthal it's a c howard crane was design Mm -hmm. Uh, c howard crane was a very prolific um, designer back in the 30s i believe there are like 1700 theaters that he's designed across the country
0: yeah, one thing that I noticed spending a lot of time in the Detroit area is the similarities to the Fox Theater in downtown Detroit. Yes, the Fox is also a C. Howard Crane design. Yeah, give us kind of a little, a quick, it's kind of hard to do without being at the theater since we're here in the studio recording, but a quick tour of what someone would see when they walk through the doors of the Frollenthal Theater. Well, you're walking into a Spanish Renaissance design.
1: Um, I think one of the my favorite legends is is that Uh, P.J. Schlossman, the original owner of the theater, went to see Howard Crane and said, I want a theater that when people walk into, they go, what is this doing in Muskegon? Um, And I think he very much got it. Um, But it's a Spanish Renaissance design. It has a large dome in the center of the ceiling, which is not only decorative, it improves the acoustics of the auditorium.
0: Yep, and I had the opportunity to go on a tour of the theater sometime back, and you took us all up there, and we got to look down from the dome, and it's it's quite amazing to see the theater from that perspective. Yes,
1: it is. I'm always surprised because it's much farther down looking from the dome than it is looking up at the dome.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And then uh, the history of, of it being uh, a movie house originally, I think that's, that's pretty cool and something a lot of people don't know. People my age, of my generation, that people used to come there and watch movies, and that was, that was a big event and the big thing going on there. Oh, it used to sell out all the time with movies. Uh, uh, like I said, it
1: was built right at the end of vaudeville period, which is why it does have a stage house on it. But it was originally de- designed as a movie theater. Um, one of my fondest memories, the very first movie I ever seen, I saw in that theater in 1954. Which movie? It was Walt Disney's Fantasia. Three things I will never forget. In the scenes with the Saucer's Apprentice, when the mop buckets and the water gets away from them the colors just blew me away. And over the center of the proscenium arch... Is a medallion that leans out into the house. I sat in the very back of the theater because I was convinced that it was going to fall. <laughs> and my other favorite memory is is the at that time, mom used to drop the kids off and say, "I'll pick you up at three o'clock." And people would just walk, and you didn't like today. You go to a four o'clock show or a five o'clock show or something. Then you would just get dropped off. So there was a clock that glowed in the dark. That was inside the theater on on the right hand wall down near the down near the screen, and it glowed in the dark. It was the first time I've ever seen a clock that glowed in the dark. It was so very cool, and I'm very proud to say that that clock today still hangs in our concession stand and it still works.
0: There's so many great memories that uh, you know that you shared with us, there, and I'm sure other people have growing up in the Muskegon area uh, recently the Fraunthal has undergone some big changes. How do those changes affect the uh, experience and what, what the theater is going to offer to Muskegon? Well, we've,
1: um, management has changed, and the Community Foundation for Muskegon County has now taken back direct control of the theater. And I think this is a very good thing because our emphasis now is more on um, providing a venue for local talent.
0: Yeah, I, th- I, I really think that is a, is a big thing. And, and speaking of changes and local talent, uh, talk a little bit about the Alley Club. The Alley Door
1: Club. This is, this is one of uh, Mark Gorder and myself have talked about for years providing a venue for local talent from local musicians uh, outside of the bar environment. And so we finally decided to open the Alley Door Club. And you access this by coming down the alley between the Froenthal and the Muskegon Chronicle. And uh, there the doorman will allow you into the club. We go up to the third floor via elevator. And uh, we have local jazz, folk, and blues artists playing. Right now we are doing this one Friday a month. Uh, In the fall we
0: are hoping to expand it to two Fridays a month. Well, what you have going there with the Alley Door Club is, I think it's it's great and great for downtown and more of the type of things that we need here. And I, we were talking a little bit about how many times the Frolenthal Theater has come up in, in the episodes, the previous, you know, 19, now this is the 20th episode of this this podcast, and I, I just can't even think back. It's just like common. It happens every time we start talking about Muskegon and downtown development, the Frolenthal comes up, and I... I really think that the Frolenthal is the hub of the downtown redevelopment. It's, it's very centralized and key. And what makes the Frolenthal unique? You know, this is something if you took to build it today, I can't imagine how many millions of dollars it would cost. I don't think people in Muskegon appreciate how fortunate we are to have the Frolenthal. I mean, uh, from your point of view, from an insider's point of view, what, what makes it so special? Um, the people that are involved in it, the
1: the entertainment that we bring in, Uh, especially at the local entertainment. Um, We do showcase, which features um, all of the local high school, their top talents down there. West Shore Symphony Orchestra is a fabulous orchestra. Uh, What they're bringing to Muskegon County is just unbelievable. Uh, Muskegon Civic Theater is probably one of the finest civic theaters in the country. With the level of talent that they bring in. And the Proenthal is just a great venue to showcase these people in the very best of lights.
0: What is the role that the Proenthal has? In your opinion, I mean, we're not like city planners or developers, but uh, I think that I, I really feel the Proenthal has an integral role in the development of downtown Muskegon and the redevelopment. How do you feel like other places can piggyback off? what the Fraunthal has to offer. Because you have the things when you come down and you see a show or you go to the symphony, you want to go to restaurants, you want to go to bars. You know, people live down in the Amazon. And here you have the Fraunthal right here in the center. Um, Do you see it having an important role in the redevelopment? I think it does.
1: I think we give people a reason to come downtown. Um, Throughout the course of the year, there is something that will be happening at the Fraunthal. To a, that will appeal to everybody in Muskegon County. Not everyone likes the symphony, but we have such a wide variety of things to offer people that you always will have an excuse at some point to come downtown.
0: All right, we're going to move on to our final question. You have one minute alone with a person who has never been to the Fraunthal Theater. Make your pitch to get them to the theater. We'll have something you'll enjoy
1: we will provide you a wonderful evening of entertainment um, we will provide you a glimpse of history gosh this is the question i've been dreading
0: <laughs> dreading this is your opportunity this is your big sales pitch i think we were we were joking around but you you you're saying it perfectly these are the things that uh the experience and something different that's the 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 major uh cliche i think the, the the rat muskegon gets all too often is there's nothing to do in muskegon oh, i hear that all the and time nothing could be further from the truth with with the fronthal and everything there's going always on.
1: something to do in muskegon but people just are having a problem seeing that okay.
0: um, well hopefully we can help them out with this podcast and I what and what you're doing so. there.
1: and i'd like to invite people to come down and tour the theater yeah how would they go about doing that to take a tour Um, feel free to contact me, and I would be more than happy to set it up. I think tours are a very important um, thing for the Froenthal to offer. Uh, We were, the renovation that took place in 98, renovation and restoration that took place in 98, was financed by a countywide millage. So in a sense, everyone in the county owns a piece of the Froenthal. And I'm always amazed at the number of people that we get in there that go, wow, I never knew this was here. I never seen it before. So I think it's very important that people have the opportunity to come down and take a tour of the the theater. And I invite people to contact me at the theater and set up an appointment. If it's at all possible, I'll try and squeeze you in and we'll get a tour. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Bill. appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, Jason.
0: What can I say about the Fraunthal that guests or I haven't said in previous episodes of this podcast? We are so very fortunate in Muskegon to have the rich history and beautiful architecture of the Fraunthal Theater in our area. It's a treasure that far too many Muskegonites take for granted. The Frolenthal Center for the Performing Arts is something unique that communities we are constantly trying to emulate can't even touch. In a day and age of Me Too homogenous communities where you can't tell if you're in Muskegon, Michigan or Skokie, Illinois, we have a gem like the Frolenthal right here in the heart of Muskegon. Challenge yourself to try something different. I've said that repeatedly throughout this podcast and I challenge myself to do it all the time too when I'm looking for things to do with my family and friends. Because there are lots of things like the Frolenthal where you can go and check out events that you're not you know, usually accustomed to uh, to taking part in. Try the theater or symphony. There's concerts there, community plays. And now the Alley Door Club with live local jazz. These are great things that are happening right here in Muskegon. If you haven't been to the Frolenthal for a while, the best thing to do is to give Bill Bodell a call at 231-722-9750 and set up a tour. It's the best way to really appreciate and see everything that's going on down there at the theater, and hopefully we'll get you to go participate and take in an event. For more information on the Frauenthal Center for the Performing Arts, visit their website at fraunthal.info. That's F-R-A-U-E-N-T-H-A-L dot I-N-F-O. Now I'm going to take a look back on 20 episodes of the podcast It's hard for even me to believe that this is the 20th episode of the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Over the last five months, I've had a great time getting to know the area that I thought I already knew so well. So I thought it'd be fun to take a look back on what's happened over the last 20 episodes. With that said, here are 20 facts about the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Total visitors to InsideMuskegon.com, 14,676. Total podcast downloads, 6,784. Most downloads for an episode, 714, episode number one with Cindy Larson. Second, 692, episode number seven with Tracy Lorenz. Most comments on an episode, 13, episode number one again with Cindy Larson. Longest episode, 30 minutes, 25 seconds, episode number 10, Dave Alexander. Shortest episode, 17 minutes, 35 seconds. Episode number 17, Bruce Spolman. Live remotes, one. Episode number 10 at the Bayside Beanery. Furthest listener feedback comment, 1,095 miles from Cedar Hill, Texas. Feedback from politicians, one. On episode number five, U.S. Congressman Pete Hoekstra. Male guests, 16. Female guests, four. Most Patents by a Guest, 21. Episode number 5, Dr. Imad Mahawili. Non Muskegon Guests, 1. Episode number 11, George Arichek. Downtown Muskegon related podcasts, 18. Podcasts that mention the Fraunthal Theater, 10. Economic Development related podcasts, 6. Arts and Entertainment related podcasts, 8. Takes for podcast number 1. 106 takes for number 20 only four so far how many podcasts will there be well making it to 20 has already exceeded my expectation and there are no shortage of guests for the podcast so i have no plans to stop anytime soon so keep the ideas coming and i will keep cranking out the podcast that brings us to the conclusion of episode number 20 of inside muskegon For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Tyson. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at InsideMuskegon.com.